Hello, and welcome to the Government Digital Service Podcast. My name is Laura Stevens, and I'm a creative content producer at GDS. And today's episode is recorded a little differently, as we're all remote now. This will be our first podcast done via Hangouts. We're going to be talking about Gov.UK's initial response to the coronavirus. Gov.UK is the online home for the UK government, and it's where millions of people access government services every day. Of course, COVID-19 does not need an introduction as the pandemic has affected all aspects of our lives. In the first few weeks since lockdown began, Gov.UK has created products and services to help people understand what to do in these uncertain times. GDS has set up a landing page, built new services, and now streams the press conferences live from Gov.UK. All of this work has helped people. It's helped make sure food parcels are delivered to extremely vulnerable people. It's helped businesses offer essential support, and it's helped give people answers to important questions, like how to attend a funeral or manage a payroll. All this high profile and important work is being delivered remotely under intense scrutiny and at pace. To tell me more about this work is Leanne Cummings and Mark Starkey, both of the Gov.UK team. So welcome both to our first remote podcast. Please, can you tell me who you are and what your role on Gov.UK is? Hello, everyone. This is wildly exciting. Um, this is my first ever podcast, so that's great. Um, I am Leanne Cummings and I'm the head of product for Gov.UK. Hi, hello, hello. Uh, my name is Mark Lansaki and I am Head of Content for Gov.UK. And you've both been at GDS for about one and a half years, is that right? Yeah, that's right. We both started around the same time, roughly. Uh, so yeah, about a year and a half now. And this is my um, first job in government. So um, I've joined at an exceptionally um, busy time and I'm loving every minute of it so far. <laughs> yeah, mine too, actually. Um, uh people i think they've stopped saying that it's not normally like this now um but uh, i definitely heard that a lot for the first year uh maybe up till like last week pretty much i thought a timeline might be helpful because things are moving so quickly so i'm sure by the time this is published there'll be lots more things that the gov.uk team has done so we're just going to be focused on that initial response um so some dates um gds started remote working fully on the 17th of march The coronavirus landing page on gov.uk was published on Friday the 20th of March at midday. Three days later, on Monday the 23rd, the Extremely Vulnerable People service was launched. And that evening, uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson addressed the nation in a special broadcast. And then that Friday, on the 27th of March, the business support service was launched. And on Tuesday the 31st of March, the first press conference was streamed live from gov.uk. So that is an intense period of delivery over a fortnight. And there's lots of firsts in there. First time working with 100% remote workforce, record numbers visiting the site, and the first time a broadcast has happened from Gov.uk. And of course, this work continues. It's not just made live. It's always been iterated and scaling up happens. But let's talk about that first product, the coronavirus landing page. So what, what is the coronavirus landing page? Perhaps Markland, you'll be... <laughs> able to answer that yeah yeah sure um so yeah gov.uk forward slash coronavirus it is essentially the uh, the campaign landing page for all the government content for uh coronavirus support and information we first started um working on coronavirus information back in probably January, actually, uh, as part of our kind of business as usual um, stuff, we're monitoring um, feedback that the public leaves on the website. And uh, we noticed probably from about mid-January onwards that we were getting an increasing number of comments and questions from the public around specific areas to do with coronavirus. And it was a real trickle at that stage, but it was definitely, um, we could see it increasing. 
and we started working with um, mainly the Department of Health and Social Care and Public Health England um, on kind of how to um, bring together some of the content that was being um, written around that time. And it was mainly in the healthcare space then. What we came up with um, was a what we call a topical events page, which is a kind of out of the box solution that we have. We could quickly see, uh, like throughout the beginning of February, as um, content was being generated across departments in government. Um, and number ten is thinking about this from a central point of view, and we could see public feedback and response to um, the content um, increasing as well. And we knew at a fairly early stage then that um, as the crisis escalated, it was going to become not just a healthcare issue, but actually incorporating much wider things across government. As the crisis um, continued to escalate, we knew that we would need something more bespoke um, to pull things together. And that's where um, the conversation around a new bespoke landing page that would replace the kind of out-the-box solution came into being. Um, once we had made that decision, things moved very quickly. Um, obviously, the government was responding extremely quickly to um, to the escalation of the um, of the crisis, and we knew we needed to get something out ahead of any further government announcement and action um, for for UK citizens on coronavirus. So right. um, for when I was researching um, this podcast, I spoke to Sam Dubb, a former guest of this podcast, but also a gov.uk product manager. And he said um, he was yeah, given the brief on Monday and then it went from zero to live in 4.5 days. And from there, like it, uh, we obviously took an MVP approach um, but actually the MVP covered um, a, a large range of user needs um, to the point where we have continued to iterate, but we haven't, um, we haven't had to drastically change the designs or um, the functionality of it. Um, so on that Friday, yes, the new landing page went live. We uh, worked with um, Department of Health and Public Health England to take down the original uh, topic event page um, and redirect that stuff through. And that was then in time for the, uh, the Prime Minister announcements that happened in the following days. Um, to the public. Um, this landing page received heavy traffic. So in the first 24 hours, there were more than 750,000 page views. And in the first seven days, there were 18 million page views. And as I was talking about record numbers earlier, there was a huge peak on the 24th of March of 9.2 million, which is a record for the biggest ever spike in gov.uk traffic. The thing that the landing page, I suppose, was able to do um, over and above the standard solution was really to bring together um, in a more consolidated fashion um, wider signposts to existing and new content um, across government. Um, it also allows us the flexibility to um, redesign or extend or iterate on that landing page um, at pace, which we've been able to do um, in the in the weeks since. So um, that's um, based on ongoing research into the landing page and insights to um, move certain content around, um, add certain content that was missing in the first instance, um, remove content that's not working, all of those things. And was also um, one of the reasons why um, it's been able to be built quickly and iterated quickly is we're using other GDS tools that already exist. For example, the gov.uk design system, um, is that was that been part of it as well? 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, so without those things in place, like the design system um, that you've mentioned, um, this would take weeks and weeks. Um, so we've been able to take existing patterns, um, modify them where needed to. So being able to bring in elements um, whilst using existing patterns to really kind of push it through at pace. And, and maybe this is a question more towards Leanne as well. This was um, the first mobile first product, is that right to say? Um, why was that important and why did you decide to do it like that? Um, yeah, I believe it is. I believe it is the first one designed specifically on um, a mobile with the desktop being the alternative. Um, we decided that two reasons, really. One, the data showed us that mobile was increasingly the mechanism by which um, users are picking up government content, advice and services. And what felt more critical in this particular situation was it felt there was a reason for that being that the coverage of mobile phones was much more prolific across a much wider set of people across the country than um, than access to a laptop or access to an iPad could be. So this one felt absolutely critical that we nailed that experience on a mobile first. And I couldn't be prouder of a team that turned this around in four and a half days um, with that as a new requirement. And honestly, it was completely pushing on an open door. The team were really excited to make sure that in people's hands would be this critical information. Yeah. Um, we, did, we did a great job of that and the data that we got even immediately afterwards was just absolutely underlined I think it was something like in the early days it was something like 90% plus people were accessing through that mechanism. Okay so um, should we talk about these two new services um, in the first week of launch the extremely vulnerable service received more than 1.4 million page views and for the second one, the business support service, there were more than 40,000 page views in its first seven days. But I think we first want to talk about the Extremely Vulnerable People service. Perhaps, Leanne, could you explain what this service does and how it was set up? Yeah, it was a request that came from um, another de uh, other departments, actually. Um, they, The NHS teams had acknowledged that there were a group of people that um were that had illnesses um critical illnesses often that meant that they were extremely vulnerable to um to coronavirus so that meant that they had um needs that had to be met um probably more isolated at home um, and that included access to food so there was a list compiled of people that were likely impacted here and that we needed to find a mechanism by which um they could they could let us know, let government know whether they needed help or not. So they were going to be contacted directly by um, the NHS teams uh, via letter um, initially and invited to um, to go to a service that we built around um, answering, uh, answering a series of, of simple questions around what their needs were in this situation. And that is the um, Extremely Vulnerable People Service. So again, we had some experience of building this kind of triage journey. Um, and so that was kind of a, uh, a pattern that we were familiar with. And again, a really simple journey flow of what uh, finding out from you what the need is and how we could help you. And then that um, feeds into a, a, a database and is, is actioned. And was this able to be set up quickly because of other GDS work? We mentioned the design system already, but there's also the Gov.uk platform as a service or PaaS. Yes, for sure. I mean, the shoulders of giants, right? 
um, we have a lot of experience of across GDS of um, working at this kind of intense pace and response. So we're prepared for certain spikes in behavior that could be led by, uh, obvious examples of that could be led by an election or whatever, but we have experience of this kind of service deployment and so could forecast a bit what could happen and be very prepared for that. And so there's some things we won't compromise on and stability is stability and security are two of them. And again, that both of those things involve working with a wide range of genius teams across GDS and wider, but uh, but definitely across GDS. I do think it's important to say, like, um, while we have these uh, um, services um, available um, to across GDS, um, this is an, an the unusualness of this particular situation in bringing all teams together across GDS. Um, so not just Gov.uk as a program like working on this, but um, as you say, platforms so like um, right across GDS teams are working together um, has been a really amazing experience for, for me, myself, uh, Leanne and others um, to see that we've, we've all come together to, to sort this out. Um, it, it's just, yeah, it's great. I couldn't agree with Markland more on that. Um, and our team is absolutely not the only team that has been under a, a significant amount of intensity. I could wax lyrical about all the teams. I don't think we've got enough time for that. But um, Pete and the Notify team have worked incredibly hard on um, an intense period of uh, the thing we featured on the landing page is around getting people that are overseas back into the UK and lots of emails going out and, and lots of messaging and, and just such an, a massive amount of work across the group um, that we should definitely spend future podcasts describing in a massive amount of detail. I like that plug in there as well. We're <laughs> <laughs> really, really available for future podcasts, everyone. <laughs> um, and then um, could we also talk about the business support service? Um, is sure. Liana, you best to speak to that. I think we we both can, but this okay. one is uh, this one is brilliant for its demonstration of how not only we at GDS run it together, but sort of the country is too. This was stood up to um, reflect a need for government and for local authorities and for NHS. Um, to they need a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff ranging from testing equipment, warehousing to keep things and and lorry lorries and lorry drivers to take things places. And so um, we stood up a service which allowed businesses to say, yeah, I've got some time and some people and and some resources to enable us to pitch in here. And um, we stood that up again really quickly. Another really dedicated team across Gov.uk and, and wider GDS and um, within within um, I want to say hours but I've lost track of time within a really short time 2,000 businesses had offered um, support across a huge range of, of, of different services and honestly we've been a little bit emotional some of us um, across uh, gov.uk about many things um, the, 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 the type of work that is going on the commitment from the teams the commitment from GDS the type of work going on across government, but this was a real demonstration of of the commitment of everybody um, being in this together. So um, we did get a bit emotional, and I still can. So I might take a minute now and have a little. <laughs> moment. 
Um, and I would also say just um, the way that we worked, GDS worked with departments like the wider cabinet office, yeah. Crown Commercial Service, um, yeah. the the teams right across government who we really needed input on um, to to make this work at pace. It's been it's been a real eye opener for me. I think working in government at this time to see when it comes down to it, we really can make a difference like quickly. Yeah. And you don't need to talk anybody into that. And that's and, and probably that is what you'd expect, but you, you really don't. It really is just a, a, an exercise in everybody working together to try and move things forward and get help to people that need it. Um, this is the first time um, that we've done a live broadcast from Gov.uk. So these are the daily press conferences. You can watch them from the coronavirus landing page, which is streaming this. And what was sort of the user need behind that? How did that come about being created? Um, yeah, it, it uh, was a discussion with us and Cabinet Office Comms Hub um, and number 10 um, around um, really having a, a central source for the press conference to be broad, broadcast. And obviously it makes sense that Gov.uk is is the home for that. We, we provide the platform on which they can we can stream. So that was built into uh, an iterative uh, iteration of the landing page. I feel like... An, uh... If we sit as we do between um, digitally between government and the user, it kind of makes sense for us to be showing that, and also reinforces that if you've got any queries, um, online queries about anything that is impactful to you around coronavirus, then this is the place to come and see if you can find that. So that just sort of reinforces that message too. I also wanted to ask now. Um... Now we've spoken about the landing page and the junior services and the live broadcast that was set up. What sort of um, challenges did you face? And is there anything you sort of wish you knew um, before you'd started this process um, that would have helped you? And yeah, how have you how have you sort of tackled that? Because obviously you've been working at such pace. Um, is there sort of have you had time to reflect on those more challenging aspects of it? Um, I think I think that is uh, it's an ongoing conversation that we're having at the moment. Um, yes, there have been challenges right throughout that. From I guess from my point of view as head of content, um, it it's trying to get ahead of um, and help departments coordinate um, having user centred content, so clearly written, accessible content going up on gov.uk. Yes, by yesterday, um, and we we realise. Um, I certainly realise that um, there is an element of we just need to get information out, and as policy is being decided across government, that information needs to get into the hands of citizens and businesses as quickly as possible, and that that means. Um, as we've been standing up new processes and new teams across government that have not worked with each other before, um, that it's not going to be perfect. Um, and it's trying to kind of uh, try and build in the processes that make the content better over time um, and more useful, uh, useful over time. Um, but that's been a that's been a um a sort of a real thing on my mind over the past couple of weeks is is how we we can continue helping government because isn't this is not just a obviously this is not just a gds um thing to tackle um there are countless teams across 
departments right across government who are all working um, to produce services, who are all working to produce content um, and define policy as quickly as possible using gov.uk as a platform to surface these things through. Um, and it's our job to try and support them as best we can um, to make sure that those services are accessible, are usable, are clear, etc, etc. I think it's that. I think it's exactly as Markland describes. I think this is unique, um, a unique challenge that we're all facing. Um, I guess it's a lived experience as well as a work experience. So you, you're experiencing it as as a person, as also as somebody that's trying to help um, navigate through it. So that gives you a little bit of insight into how you can really cut to the nub of what you know people might need to understand. But the pace of change on that is 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 that is rapid. So we have to react to that in in new ways and put in processes whereby we can reflect on the landing page. Um, um, you know, the most recently announced uh, policy or guidance that means that users that are seeing that are getting the most recent and up-to-date ad advice and guidance. So that is it's just a pace question really here than I've, than I've known it ever in, in government before. I think there's some things, uh, to answer the question in a slightly different way, there's some things that I thought would be a bit more challenging. Working remotely from teams of people that are used to bouncing ideas off each other, I was a little worried about that initially. Uh, when you're building uh, landing pages or services at pace, then often the best way to do that is get in a room. We'll probably supply, supply pizza. There'll definitely be a lot of Haribo. And I thought that would, was going to be a really big problem. And it, in some ways it is a, a problem, but not anywhere near as big as we thought. And the products and services we've got out, I think, haven't reflected the fact that we're in 30 different houses across London and the South it's reflected a group of people that know what they're doing, are committed to it, and are used to working in a certain way. And they can do that in separate houses. And I think the only thing I could say is we're possibly a little bit healthier because of the lack of Haribo. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, and I also wanted to touch on um, how this work tying in with the gov.uk future strategy. Um, I saw, I watched uh, Jen Allen, the head of gov.uk, present her virtual talk at Code for America on Twitter about how gov.uk is moving to a place where it helps people with complex interactions by being personalised, low friction and data informed. And how does this work tie into that? And or does it just confirm your initial your thinking with that? I think it ties in. Um directly when we're thinking about so the landing page collates information together um, uh, around certain themes but some of our tooling starts to ask a, 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 hopefully a simple set of questions but then enables a real doubling down for the user on the thing that impacts them the most in their particular set of circumstances and that's definitely a thing that we're moving towards because that also acknowledges that um, that people that are using these products and services aren't sort of one dimensional. You're not just a person with a business, you're a person with a business and a family. Um, and so it sort of addresses those, that, those complexities in simple ways and just tries to make that a bit more personalized to you and your set of circumstances where possible. So I think we're reflecting the strategy in that way and, and is data driven. Yeah, I'd, I'd really agree with that. Um, obviously, a lot of the work we were doing around, around Brexit over the past year and a half was kind of like moving towards the um, early explorations of the scenarios you were just um, suggesting around um, personalised by consent, um, device agnostic, or, uh, all of those things. Um, and that 
and that work helped inform the future strategy that Jen was then talking about and has been talking about recently. And this is the way that Gubdit UK is going. The the complex user journeys and complex user needs that Leanne was just talking about, they're not going away. Like we the more we understand about our users, the more individual those users become and the more we need to provide solutions that cater for that. Um and um, I wanted to talk about something that's been alluded to throughout this recording um, and it's about the sort of the coping with the stress and the demands of working in this situation. The work being done is under intense scrutiny, it's high profile and it's important that it's right. So how are you both um, and how are the teams sort of, are there ways of working with this pressure? How, how are you faring with that? I think there's a lot of swearing. <laughs> there is quite a lot of swearing for sure. Um, I think we're finding some time to do some regular things. I think we all understand um, the purpose of all this work. And in a funny way, you're in a luxurious position, right? So um, I'm telling myself this very much late at nights on the weekends, um, that you're in a luxurious position where you can really put your shoulder in and help in a crisis. And a lot of people don't get to say that. A lot of people this is just sort of happening to. And so we are quite lucky. And that is felt across the programme. So at the best of times, that is the best of times, right? In terms of, okay, you get it, you're on it. Um, Markham's right though we are also finding time to hang out together a bit um, and that's with our, um, you know my peer group but also the, the product teams where you just get to let off a bit of steam yeah the the teams on Gov2 UK have been just incredible in this regard um, yeah. the self-organization just the pragmatic adult approach um, to this um, everybody recognizes the importance of the work that needs to be done um, and this is not your normal you know nine to five whatever situation and, and people have where needed really put in the hours um, to support the work and get it through and then um, worked with each other to to make sure that they're getting time off and they can recuperate. Um, and this this is obviously happening, you know, right across government beyond, like um, all businesses are having to kind of reconfigure their working practices. Um, but just seeing from a personal point of view, just seeing the, however many people we have on the program, just um, seeing them kind of self-organize around this um, and then allow us as kind of senior managers to um, try and bolster and support um, and kind of pull in extra people uh, where necessary and where possible. Um, it's just been great to see. And we've kept some of the rigour. So we have um, Jen does, Jen Allen, the head of Gov.uk, does uh, a regular weekly programme check-in, which is what it, what it says, really, because I guess that's another thing, is that we're all in this situation where we're at home, so you definitely see the thing that you're working on a lot, um, but you don't necessarily get to see in the way that you would in a, in a regular working office environment but there's another way that we're getting so everybody gets to celebrate the successes and help out when there's a challenge so that's we we've definitely kept to the rigor of how we work in the office a bit and maybe just up some of that um because to, to cater for the fact that we're all online definitely quite a lot of cats as well yeah there's cats so there's there's themes developing and we definitely know a little bit more about each other than we did previously too so that's helping us cope because there's quite a lot of teasing and over these over the first few weeks where sort of it really ramped up, were there was there any particular moments that stood out to either of you of being particularly like um emotional or um important or sad or just anything that really stuck out to you? 
Um, the first one to me was where we, as a senior management team, got together and were like, essentially, right, this is a thing. Um, we now need to be pausing existing work, reprioritizing, talking to teams about what they need to do, making new teams out of existing teams um, and figuring out what's next. And, and it was that initial conversation that was like, right, okay, it is time to, time to get on with it. I think for me, uh, emotional about some of the delivery, which there's usually a compromise, there's a cost, there's a compromise to delivering things rapidly. Um, and I don't think that the products that we have um, developed necessarily reflect that. I think they're the opposite of that. I think they're brilliant products. Um, the mobile first was an emotional moment for me on the landing page, for sure. And then, so all of those things, definitely. But I think the moments that have really got me more than I thought they would are when people who are really tired have done really long days uh, on Slack channels saying, okay, well, I've finished my bit, so does anybody need a hand with anything else? And I just feel like that's the stuff that gets me every time. Because you want to say, no, dude, you definitely need to go and get some sleep now. But they just want to roll their sleeves up and get, you know, good stuff out the door. And that, for me, is a sight to see. For sure. So thank you both so much for coming on today. I know you're both extremely busy, so thank you again. Thank you very much. Thank you. And you can listen to all the episodes of the Government Digital Service podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And the transcripts are available on Podbean. So thank you both again. Thank you.